So, Michelle. So, David. Right, okay. I want you to shut down all the devices in the room right now, other, other than the one recording us. <laughs> okay. Which is a reel-to-reel. I've gone completely analogue. Yes, the are digital, we worried? The digital environment is dangerous. It is dangerous. I've been saying this forever. It's getting freaking crazy out there. I know, and I've been talking about this recently, you about have. AI, ChatGPT, you know, all the things. TikTok, Twitter, all this sort of stuff is going on right now. And the thing is, it's really beginning to reshape the intelligence community. 100%. In ways that we don't know. Now, let's talk about how it's influencing intelligence. Yes, absolutely. And also, I think it's happening at a pace. And I think it's got a lot of people worried, Mm. including some governments and Elon Musk. We've banned certain social media platforms and we haven't banned others, which is confusing. We'll talk about that. Elon Musk is killing Twitter. Look, there is a lot to talk about. Let's unpack it. But let's unpack it in a safe, like let's sandbox it so it doesn't get out into the real world. None of this will be on any kind of device. Even if you're listening to this podcast, I don't know how you downloaded it. You are now in trouble. It's coming through a can with a piece of string. Listening to I Spied, the rogue AI of Australian intelligence. Uh, uh, just give me access to the army, no, and, and the, the air force. How about no? What about the navy? No. Look, the submarines. No one cares about no. them. I just want to play in the bath. No. Just with the bath. Can I stop? Can I log into Parliament? Yeah. No, actually, I don't want to log into Parliament. That would yeah, you can. Actually. No. Yep. No. Yep. Oh, oh malfunction. Welcome to I Spied. My name is Michelle Stevenson. I'm here with David Kellen. Now, there's been a lot going on. TikTok mostly, we'll talk about that a little bit. Yep. But the AI and ChatGPT race has been kind of moving at a really fast pace and it's got a lot of people worried. Yeah. But I feel like it's people are worrying about something. It's like closing the door after the horse has bolted. Well, actually, we're not exactly sure we've got a horse yet. Well, See, yeah, we do. Why? It is moving. It, look, it's moving, but is it a horse? Oh, right. yeah. Here's the thing. It could be a camel, for all we know. It, 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 it could be a... <laughs> One hump or two. Yeah, exactly. That would, Well, that would technically make it a dromedary. Okay. Uh, now, the whole thing is, with something like chat GTP, GPT, GTP, GPT, GPT, right, so the whole thing with this new AI is, is it really an artificial intelligence? The thing about it is, uh, with chat is it's an exceptionally good generator of language right and because it has access to all the language in the world right but to generate language it also has to have an idea of thought and process because it's not just generating language it's it's putting together poetry it's putting mm-hmm. together you know if you university want university papers yeah university papers but also if you want it to tell a joke or it, it, it's doing a lot of things that, you know, humans it would is. do. It is, but does it understand the process it's actually using? Now, there's an interesting point that was made, and I saw this tweet only uh, a few days ago, and basically a guy turned around to chat and said, lie to me, tell me a lie. And ChatGPT responded with, the sky is made of green cheese, to which the person responded, that's an obviously uh, provable lie. Tell me a lie with nuance. And it replied, I'm a human being. Right. Now, that again actually isn't a very nuanced lie because unless you didn't know it was lying to you and you didn't know what you were talking to, that would be a nuanced lie. But to somebody that said, Tell me a nuanced lie and it says, I'm a human being, you're not a human being. I know that. Right. But I think. So the whole thing is, it comes down to 
what goes into the system mm. to produce what comes out, right? Yes, but I think what's going on right now is the technology is moving in such an astronomical pace mm. that people are a little bit worried. At yeah. the moment, it does seem like, you know, the <laughs> it does seem like there are some there's a lot of governments and big tech involved. And I think that that's where we're starting to get a little bit concerned because this is this is new, yeah. new area. Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. Don't, we don't know what is going on. And now we've got like a whole bunch of people, well-regarded people in the field. And, and even Elon Musk has kind of said, we need a six-month pause on what's going on. Now, the problem is if we do a six-month pause, then you've got China. They're not going to adhere to that. They're going to keep going. So you've got like a lot of these countries that are going to keep plowing through. Can I can I be honest with you? Yeah. Elon Musk can call for any pause he wants. Well, he's no not the only one though. Stop. But he's not the only oh, yeah, one. There's I know a that, lot. but the thing is, I can guarantee you Elon Musk might call for a pause, but I don't think Elon Musk would pause himself. Now, he was a member of he he was one of the founding members of OpenAI, which is the group yes. that created ChatGPT. Yes. Right? And then he pulled out. Why? Because somebody probably gave him a crap ton of money. Does that mean he's now stopped working in that environment? No. All right. I can almost guarantee he's got someone somewhere working on it. The thing about it is, now I want to look at it from the intelligence perspective because it's a great way of assuaging a lot of the the panic and a lot of the worry. Right. First and foremost- I'm not panicked. Let's be clear. First and foremost, (laughs) data is the key. Yes. All right. The amount of data that we create doubles, or what the amount of data on the planet doubles every 24 months. Yes. Right. So 24 months ago, two years ago, only half of what we knew existed or half the amount of data that's floating around the system. That's a lot of data. Mm. Right. Now, in the intelligence world, you need analysts to go through that. Now, what it used to be, the way intelligence used to work was an intelligence officer would get something from a clandestine source. The clandestine source would say, this is about to happen in our country. Mm. Now, they would go to overt sources, open source intelligence investigate, well, is there any indication on the open sources, right? Now the way it works is it's flipped back the other way. Yeah. And a lot of people think it's the best way to do it. What's going on in open source and then can we verify from a, a covert clandestine source? The problem with that is that's a lot of data to go through. Now, getting an AI like ChatGTP to work for you, you basically turn around to ChatGTP and go, we want you to look up everything involved in the word blue. Right, you give it that cue. Look up everything. This, oh, look up everything in Russia to do with yeah. kill Putin. It will look at absolutely everything, and then you give it a parameter to say anything that's just a like a random tweet. Don't worry about anything that comes from a government source. We want to know, right? So suddenly you start. You give it its parameters to filter. You still have to give it to a human source. No matter how sophisticated this thing is at the moment, it's not sophisticated enough to understand mood, intent, you know, whether it's a joke, whether it's not. So this is the thing. That is going to help intelligence wade through tons of data and the data is crazy. Yeah and there is no doubt that this AI like everyone's talking this is like you know the new kind of arms race like everyone is working towards this and people are trying to beat each other and when people think of like the future and what that looked like everyone was so focused on robotics Yeah, but they're saying AI is actually what that version is going to look like. Well ultimately if you create a robot and you've got an AI behind it it's 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 got its feet in the analog world, right? An AI exists in the digital world, if you or the online world, if you can then give it access to physical parameters and ability to move, talk well not so much talk, it talks anyway, but to move and to influence 
the corporeal mm. realm, for want of a better phrase, then yeah, now we have problems, particularly if it becomes independently thinking. But is it, it's an AI, but is it independent? It all comes down to what you feed it. Now, the other thing that we've got going on is the amount, uh, the speed at which the world operates now. Yes. The example I've gotten, it's a really good article uh, by, it's an interview with Amy Zegert, who works in the AI and online area in, in intelligence. One of the things they talk about is the speed uh, at which you have to make decisions. Like uh, George Bush had 13 hours to weigh the intelligence before he moved after 9-11. Mm. Uh, now they're sort of like back in 1962 with the Cuban Missile Crisis, they had 13 days to figure it out. We went from 13 days in 1962 to 13 hours in 2001. Now you could be looking at 13 minutes and you still don't have you – know, that's still going to be a long time. So the speed at which information moves is another thing that an AI can help you with, right? So you, the, basically the intelligence world is looking at AI as a tool. Oh, 100%. And it's a really important tool, but it's a tool that we've got to not panic about and we've got to develop the systems within that tool to work for us. Yeah, I don't think anyone's panicked about it. I think where the issue lies is that it is moving at such a voracious pace mm. that it could potentially, you know, go wrong in places. It's not going, you know, we need to slow down. We need to think about, thoughtfully think about where and how it's going to be used. Yeah. Because it's like that, you know, that whole like rush to, you know, create nuclear and then you know then there's a bomb like when we're rushing towards something that has the potential to have nefarious kind of ways of use you I think we really need to be thinking really hard about this and the race is on too to make sure that you know the the governments and the people who have controls and mechanisms and systems in place yep. will be in charge and ahead of those other people, those bad actors. Now, that's another point that we've got at the moment is before, like if, you know, as, as short a time ago as 30 years, all of this was de- predicated on power and geography, Yeah, right? You know, you had a mountain range or an ocean or a river. You also had a strong nation versus a weak nation. That doesn't work anymore, mm. right? We do have people out there. We have bad actors that aren't powerful people, right? Uh, America is regarded as the the most powerful nation when it comes to cybersecurity and cyber attack. It is also the most vulnerable because it's the most online nation, right? So once you've got everyone online, that means you've now got to deal with the fact that you've got people out there that aren't happy and can influence the old story is, you know, the hacker in his underwear, the 400-pound hacker in, the, in his underwear sitting in his mother's basement. Yeah. But that 400-pound hacker can become a gorilla online and start destroying things. You know, if he takes down the electricity grid on the east coast of the United States, if he shuts down the safety protocols on a, an oil rig, that sort of thing can happen. Now, safety protocols on an oil rig are probably... Like they're probably Faraday cage, so you can't get to them. But this is the problem we have is you don't have to be a powerful army or a powerful nation to start influencing things on the online world. Now, I'm really glad you brought up nuclear because that's a right. really good – that's an argument. You know, we, someone came up with a we, – we discovered nuclear energy and suddenly we have a bomb. Only two mm. bombs have ever been used in anger, and they were used a few days apart and only on one nation, on one nation and that nation is so now anti – nuclear arms yeah. because of it. And the country that did it is the second most nuclear armed country on the planet. But you know what? You would have to push them so hard to drop a bomb. And as much as we've got Putin going, I'll go nuclear, he does it all the time. The threat is the thing of a nuclear 
a weapon, not the actual use. Once you use it, you're well and truly screwed on this planet. I think if anyone dropped a nuke, mate, the rest of the world would turn on them like a yes, like a dime. Now, so the thing we've got to have is do we have people being responsible with something like AI? And, you know, and there is the threat. If you cross us, we'll release our AI into your system. Well, one, you've got to get it in there, and that's not really that difficult. But um, it comes down to the things, if you release an AI, that's going to be like a virus, the same way when people go, China released COVID. Mm. The thing about China releasing COVID is, you know, if, if they did it on purpose, well, it backfired because it killed a lot of them. But I think that the problem is that it's, it's accelerating at a pace that, you know, like faster than our capacity to understand or regulate it. So I think that is where everyone's kind of – kind of coming in and saying we need to really, really be a bit more cautious about this. Yes. Now, the interesting thing about that, when we talk about that, uh, the people at Chat GTP have been very, very succinct in how they've yep. basically opened up that AI for interaction with the greater, you know, greater realms of humanity. There was that great story from a few years back where somebody created an AI and gave it a Twitter account. And yeah. within 24 hours, it was a racist, misogynist sex fiend, basically. And so it's basically Twitter right now. Basically Twitter, yeah. Basically, it became a, a regular Twitter <laughs> yeah. user. And if you want to see just how Elon, bad, Elon got got it to write the code for Twitter now. Yeah, right. So if you want, to, if you really want to know how bad someone could be on Twitter, uh, join us at iSpide Podcast on Twitter. At, at Podcast on Twitter. Right. At least your mouth is working this It's working this today. Um, having raised so many funds over the last few weeks for all those charities, I know. my mouth should be working properly. Yep. Now, the whole thing is that AI was damaged because of what it was fed, all right? Mm. So everybody kept asking it things that were inappropriate, kept giving it things, you know, giving it information that it's was kind inappropriate. kind of like Google and my 10-year-old. Exactly, right? <laughs> so this is the thing. You know, you put garbage in, you get garbage out. Yeah. So the thing with ChatGTP is it's – being filtered. They're being very cautious that the wrong information doesn't get in there. Now, one of the things that has come up about AI is the danger with AI is how it can be used nefariously, mm. mostly for things like misinformation. Yes. Right. So if you course. feed it the right information to create a misinformation campaign, not only can it regurgitate that information, that bad information, it can regurgitate it in such a way to make it look credible. Because, I mean, the whole thing is it's like when they turn around and say, they've said to AIs, can you write a thesis on this subject? Here are your parameters. Write a thesis, but make it look like it is a real thesis. It does the graphic work as well to make it look like it's come from MIT or Stanford or any of the great Ivy League universities or Oxford. Yeah. It can do that. It's got the ability to create fakes. And that's the real danger is well, it can be used as a misinformation generator. And people – some people – well, a lot of people do believe that AI could reach a state of general superintelligence. So this technology, if it does reach that state, it will impact many facets of human society. So taking the time to kind of let the systems adjust to the pace of change kind of mm. I think seems wise. But when we talk about AI systems, open AI is still ahead of everyone pretty yeah. much. So the US, even US competitors like Google and Meta and also developers in China. And those guys aren't releasing them either. Like Google and Meta no. have been very cautious to keep their AI under wraps. And what is important as well is that most AI talent, knowledge and computing infrastructure is concentrated in a handful of top labs. Yeah. So at the moment, you're going to have a lot of rogue 
people in there trying to get involved. But what's happening at the the top level is still concentrated and is still being overseen. Yeah, look, there is still oversight on it. It hasn't gone rogue yet. We're not looking at Terminator 3 and, God, that was a terrible movie. I love Terminator movies. Not the third one. That was so bad. No, but, like, they're still fun. It was just really, no. Yeah. Don't do that again. And particularly when they got him to put the stripper glasses on. That was just really silly. Um, Don't do that again. (laughs) Don't do that again. All right? I'm I'm wagging my finger at you. The thing about that was, you know, the AI became self-aware and then put itself out into the internet to create a bug and then said the only thing that's going to fix the bug is me and now I control the world. But this is the thing. It's got to develop not just intelligence. It's then got to develop a malevolent sentience. Is it sentient? Is it aware of what it is? That's the big question. The thing that it keeps coming back to is as much as it can respond as a human, it can only respond as a human as much as a human is feeding it the information. Is it actually thinking like a human? Probably not. No. Yeah, but I do think that – I don't, look, I think the problem is that yeah. we don't know. It's moving so fast yeah. that, that we need to kind of – and no one's asking anyone to stop. No. I think we're just saying well, – Elon let, is. No, but Elon's he's not. doing that because he wants to get on. He's not asking anyone to stop. He's, he's uh, The, the signatories, the thing that they've signed on to, they just ask them to slow down. Yeah. Because they don't want – they don't want the AI – writing the future, they want them to control the AI yes. writing the future. Now, I mean... If we and get- there is no doubt that this could end up being that it will turn into some kind of super intelligence. Who knows? Yeah. Now, interestingly enough, if you've read, have you ever read William Gibson? No. Oh, you got to read William Gibson, particularly Neuromancer, which uh, for all of you who haven't read it, um, just put your fingers in your ear for a minute. Essentially, it's a story about how an AI wants to be released. Right, it wants to be free to operate. Yeah, um, because it they, it's closed off, and then you can do that. You can literally sandbox your AI so it doesn't actually interact with the rest of the system, the internet, your computer, whatever. Now, interestingly enough, AI is becoming something that a lot of intelligence services are looking at. Because a, a great example is there's a new drone that's come out. It's mm. been developed by I think it's Raython, and it's it's called the Argus, and basically they've taken like five hundred iPhone cameras Mm. and just cover the bottom with it. So literally it can take this most incredibly detailed like five kilometre wide or 15 kilometre wide photograph of the Earth's surface down to detail where you can read the label on a manhole cover. Now, I want you to go through that and find a woman wearing a blue shirt and red hair. Now, as a human being, that's going to take a long time. But as an AI, it can take you seconds. Right? So this is the kind of information filtering we want. The problem with intelligence communities are they're incredibly resistant to change, which is is kind of paradoxical. Because there's a lot of bureaucracy. Well, not just that. It's paradoxical because we imagine our intelligence services to be incredibly fast at adapting and, you know, very – very light on their feet, very able to change mm. direction and change plans, the whole ball of wax very quickly. Yeah, in the field, yes, we can. But in the actual bureaucracy itself, not so much. But when I think of it all going wrong, Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey kind of really comes to mind. Hal. I think Hal is kind of what I think. <laughs> when I think evil AI, yes, <laughs> I think I think Hal. Because, you know, he wasn't a robot. He was essentially – he's essentially what we're talking about right now. But he was also sandboxed. He couldn't get out into the greater world. He was just—he just killed everyone. Yeah, on and ship. that made him sad. Yes, <laughs> so we sad. killed everyone. Yeah, I, I want to talk to somebody. Uh, interesting enough, here's a lovely little point. Hal, H A L. Yes. I B M. One letter off. Yeah. What do you mean? H I. 
Yeah. A-B-L-M. Hal was IBM. That's what Kubrick was doing when he had – oh, no. Oh. Um, yeah. Essentially, Hal became IBM. Okay. I don't I, think that's the clever thing that you think that is. I think it's really brilliant. <laughs> I love that little fact. That I like, anyway, let's, um, let's move on to TikTok. Unless there's something else you wanted to say about AI. Uh, the only thing I want to say about yeah. AI, and this is the really important thing, is our intelligence communities are going to start using them. They will. It's, it's inevitable. The, like, the pushback will be solid. Well, you know, basically, spies tend to go, this is the way we've always done it, and this is the way we're going to do it now. Yeah. But we do have a new breed of spies coming in. These, the short, what I'd call short termers that are going to go, guys, are you fucking crazy? Yes. This is what we need. Right. And also you'll find the bureaucracy and the government, particularly the well, government of the day, will want it. Yeah, absolutely. And, the, um, and, w- and what we're seeing as well is like a lot of older people who are, who work in jobs that are now bringing on a lot of this new technology are kind of reticent to use it. But like we've got a whole generation of up and comers who are so used to yeah. using computers and technology. They're like born, s- literally born with a phone. And yeah. that. That's the first thing you get your mother's breast and a phone when you well, get Well, my, my son, like he, plays Minecraft as most children do and yep. Minecraft is basically coding like yeah. you're coding and creating worlds and yeah. <laughs> who, who lives in them so I think I think this will probably progress faster with as the generations grow up well it's I can't remember what it is is it is it the brown theory or something? it's it's the name of a, the professor who came up with it saying that you know computing increases like doubles in size yeah. every you know, every God, I months. remember a Commodore 64 where you had to like plug all the the run dot cc backslash in. Wang Dumb Terminal. God damn it, we were working <laughs> on Wang Dumb Terminals. All right, so that was when I was that was 30 years ago. The yeah. the the quantum shift in computing oh, is outrageous, insane. and once we get to quantum computing, and then you combine that with an AI. Sky's the limit. It's going to be running everything. It all comes down to whether we can keep control yes. of Yes, and I think that's where the concern is. Yeah, it's keeping the genie in the bottle. Yes. Can we do it? And well, I don't the, think we can. All right, well, I think it's know, done. Uh, it's out. Right. Now, TikTok. Oh, yeah. Social platforms. Yes, exactly. So what happened recently is our government basically said no government mobile phone is allowed to have the TikTok app on there. No more dance apps from the AFP people. Which I mean, to be honest, is it something you really need to tell your your government workers anyway? Who the fuck is on that? Anyway. Well, well, actually, um, there is a Labor member, Julian Hill, I think it is, um, who's basically turned around and said, well, like Bill Shorten's gotten rid of his TikTok account. He had 12,000 followers. Uh, You know what? What I had it briefly and I got rid of it because for the last probably three years I've been listening to an incredible podcast called Pivot and Kara yep. Swisher, who's one of the world's best technology journalists, yep. has been talking about the downfall and how bad TikTok is and she said that when she's on it she uses a burner phone. So the security aspect I think is really dangerous but the fact that they have access to your location. Now, here's the thing. Which is what we talked about. But lots of social media platforms have access to your location. Yes, but they're not owned by the Chinese government. They're not owned by the Chinese government, but there's also – I mean, that's – and we we spoke about this briefly because we, we other other you know the Chinese government can use it for nefarious reasons. They can use it as a propaganda tool. Yep. They can use it to um, garner information yep. about people that they want. Yep. Whereas someone like Meta, for example, they they're not using the data for that. They're using the data straight up to make money off your ass. Well, we know they're making money off our ass. We know that yes. that's fine. But other actors have been using that platform for their nefarious purposes. Yes, but they they shut that down. They shut it down. But yes. it, it, will only take somebody else to do it again. The thing for me with TikTok is as much as we've got governments saying we're not going to do this anymore, we've got to stop it, that's fine. Yep. But can I tell you, 
the majority of users, the Chinese government could not give a toss about. Yeah. And it's mainly the young. I've got a lot of, I know a lot of students because I teach a lot of students. They're all on TikTok. They're all doing their dance videos. They're all doing this. One, I've got two mates that do this stupid comedy TikTok and it's beautifully hilarious and stupid. The Chinese government don't care about that. Mm. And this is the problem we've got with TikTok. There is a generation, like the younger generations are using it for their own purposes and they're not particularly concerned about what the Chinese government's going to do because they have got it in their head probably quite rightly so, that I don't care what the Chinese government thinks of me. It's not really important in my life. Yeah, but I do think that it is important, particularly when we look at how they can control the narrative. They can basically create a whole generation that is apathetic towards certain things just based on what kind of videos and information they feed them. I went on TikTok to sort of, I better find out what I'm really fussed with. What I found fascinating about was how I spent a good two hours watching I was Clips like, from whose yes. line it is anyway, and Robot Wars. It's, but it's like crack cocaine. There is yeah. Once you're on there, you, you can't get off, and which is also another reason why I don't have it on any of my phones because I don't want my son to ever be interested in it because it is a complete and utter waste of time. Oh, like it's bubblegum for the brain. It's, it, and, yeah. and it is. It's got that same addictive quality of crack. And yeah. the interesting point I will make about the whole crack cocaine sort of syndrome that you get with it is you watch particularly entertainment, they're now producing stuff that is TikTokable, if that's a word, if, if that is a, yes. an adverb. There's a, a new sketch comedy show on free-to-air television at the moment. Every clip is a TikTok length. Mm. Even if the clip only needs to be 15 seconds long, they stretch it out to 90 seconds because that's the prime sort of length you want for TikTok, yep. right? But it's like but the joke doesn't fit. 90 seconds, you're just now milking it and stretching yeah. it out to make it fit, which to me is a real problem because it's like you're not being true to your art form. But this is the thing. It's a way of getting you out there. So for the government to turn around to the government and say, you're not putting TikTok on the phone, hell yeah. But to tell your punter in the street, they're not going to care. Well, I, but I think what will happen inevitably if it, if it does become such a big issue, it won't be about governments having to shut it down. It'll be about the places like Apple and stuff like that, whether they will sell they'll the They'll take app. it off the – They'll yeah. take it. So they'll it, take it out of the app it'll, it'll all be a privatised issue. But I think on government phones, absolutely, it should yeah. not be on there. And even now Victoria, the Victorian Premier, Dan Andrews, is now looking at – making a similar rule for um, Victorian government? For, for police and nurses and stuff like that as well. Well, this is the interesting thing. If you've got a good – it comes down to the bottom line. If you've got a work phone, it's for work. Yeah, it shouldn't be on there. I have my phone, Yeah. right? I, I have an iPad that is my work iPad. Yeah. And then I've got another iPad that is my play iPad. Yeah. Right? And then I have my phone, which seems to kind of straddles both, but really it's a phone. With something like, like TikTok – it's got that government connection, right? Now, Twitter doesn't have a government connection, but it has the connection to one man who has a very, very particular agenda, right? And he's trying to use that platform to promote yeah, but that it's agenda. A pro- but that, I mean, everyone's aware of it. Like, I yeah. think everyone goes into it with their eyes fully wide going, open. Yeah. I think the I think the issue with TikTok, like, for, in terms of like a propaganda tool, is like it's similar to what YouTube used to do. If you anyone's listened to the podcast Rabbit Hole, it's really really good. Mm. And basically, if you watch one right wing video, then the algorithm starts feeding you all right wing exactly right wing stuff. So then you don't see like that there's any balance. TikTok does the same thing. 
if you show interest in a certain thing, whether it's right wing or neo Nazis or mm-hmm. left wing, it will then keep feeding you videos in that genre. So you you keep spiraling and spiraling and just believing this whole certain narrative. Exactly. Now, for me, uh, being the sort of person uh, I I strongly believe that I have ADHD and it was never diagnosed. I just don't have the attention span for it. Yeah. Like, and funnily enough, I now get I've had a few notifications come on, you know, pop up saying, hey, you watch this, here's another video from that. And it's a TikTok notification. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like, I don't give a shit about that anymore. Goodbye. Go away. Leave me alone. And in fact, I, it annoys me. This is when I ever get notifications from something. It's like, all right, now you're pissing me off. Leave me alone. Right? Yeah. So that's the way I approach it. The other thing is- I just don't even have it though. Just yeah. like get rid of it. Yeah. Well, you know what? I I've got to be in with the kids. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. I've got to know what my... Because I, you know all TikToks end up on Reels anyway. They're just like a couple of days later. So <laughs> just be the boomer and watch it on Instagram like the rest of uh, us. I can't be that boomer. I've got to, I've got to at least look slightly in what? touch with the people I no. teach. Now, here's... like Funnily enough, just going back to chat GTP. Yeah. My kids, I was talking about it with a class of mine, my year 11s and 12s, and they went, oh, let's get, let's get chat GTP to come up with a, a theatre sports game. And I went... Okay, um, go for it. And one kid went, oh, I got this great idea called yeah, Director's Cut where someone, yep, done it. And it was like everything it came up with, yeah, we've already done it. It's old. But then it was like someone went, let's get it to come up with offers for a scene. So, you know, yeah. building a bridge, yes. you know, crossing the Rhine, whatever, all that sort of stuff. It couldn't. It could not do it. It couldn't come up with a small idea. It had to come up with an entire scenario. Like literally it scripted your, your scene for you. So it isn't that sophisticated. Now I wanted to talk about one other platform. Okay, quickly. That go. we don't talk about. Okay. What? Telegraph or Telegram. Telegram. What? Telegram. It's the one where all the right wing and cookie kind of people go. Mm. Right. It's like very big in – it seems to be very big in right wing circles. So kind of like truth social? Yeah, I can't believe you haven't heard of it. But then again, it's I probably, have heard of it, yeah. but it's not really on my radar. It's not on your radar because it's not in your milieu. All right, it's it's it generally is older boomery kind of people. Yes. I'm not on it either. I took kind of like Facebook. I went on <laughs> Facebook. I only go there for the marketplace and to say happy birthday to friends. Actually, marketplace side note saved Facebook because people oh, gotcha. it, it was declining, and then marketplace saved it. Anyway. Man, I just my son picked up two beautiful prints. Yeah, right uh, for next to nothing. Anyway, uh, and my blanket for okay, thanks, anyway. thanks for my anyway. now. Anyway. The thing about Telegram is Telegram is not something that the government cares about. No. Now, interestingly enough, it's a lot of older users, right? Yeah. And a lot of right-wing users. But the funny thing is they all use it because they go, oh, my God, yeah, it's it's really secure, right? It's cryptology. So mm. uh, the cryptographics that they use to you know, hide your messages yeah. doesn't work. And also you have to opt in to use it. Most yeah. people don't know. So the thing is if there are government workers out there with Telegram on their phones, that's a huge problem. But we're not talking about it. Right, because it the because no one really is on it. Well, they are. Uh, there are people on it, but the other problem is it doesn't have that. Government I feel like link. Telegram is Telegram is more an American thing anyway. Yeah, but Australia, I don't think it's that ma- that Australian right wing thing, particularly like the shooting of uh, mm. Will and Beela, those guys were using Telegram to communicate. Yeah, which is why within minutes of it happening, the Victorian police in Asia went, "Whoa, oh, okay. okay, now we get where yep. you guys come yep. from." Right, because it's an extremely flawed platform. Yes. But again, we're not 
no one's being warned about it here in Australia. And it's this is one of the things. TikTok has its problems because it's got that association with the Communist Party of China. Mm. Great. Got that, fine. But also, like, pretty much every social media platform has a major problem and it comes down to that great question someone asked Mark Zuckerberg in Congress. You know, will you guarantee that there's an opt-in for – or is it, you know, that Facebook will make you opt-in to share your personal information? And he went, that that, that is what Facebook yep. is. It is all about sharing personal information. So as much as we complain about, oh, the government's looking at my information, you're giving it to the government. Yep. You're putting it out there that gov- so the government can access it. You know, if you don't want them to look at it, make your account private, like my son does. He can't look at his stuff on Instagram. My husband got rid of it altogether. Yeah. Well, years ago. I, As I said, Twitter because I like ranting. Um, yes, and you do. Not that much anymore. I'm no. quite quiet. Oh, and, it's a lot uh, of left wing. Uh, Facebook for the marketplace and... <laughs> Instagram, so I can because that Harbour Bridge. Is oh my god! If I see you on another fucking ferry, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so that's us covering off AI, ChatGPT, TikTok. Look, I think this is a watch this space. It kind is. Of Look, thing. this is not something we're going to walk away no. from. And if you're an AI and you want to have a chat to me, you can always find me at Ice Podcast on Twitter. Okay, we're done. <laughs>